0: Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me, thank you for joining me, and do not forget to follow on the Twitters, on the Gram, at Madness. Thank you, thank you. Hope your week was well. Mine was a bit crazy. School has started. Online school for the children. Or for the child, I should say. Just one of them is doing it. And it's, uh, it's been different. It's been a little intense. But it's not been bad. Not been bad. The, the, the little one seems to enjoy it. So we're making it work. We're making it work. We're getting through some sports stuff. My Colorado teams, Nuggets won their game seven. Avalanche have their game seven tonight. <gasps> so exciting. And last night, the Nuggets got their ass kicked in game one (laughs) against the Clippers. So if you're not following the NBA or NHL playoffs, I do apologize, but you should be. I mean, come on. There's stuff to watch now. Watch it. And again, as I've said before, good stuff to keep, you know, just... your mind off of things every once in a while. Take that little break. That little mental break. As Marshawn Lynch would say, take care of your mentals. That's right. Take care of your mentals. Hopefully all the football players are taking care of their mentals and their physicals for that matter. Because we got football in a week. And it's so exciting. It's so exciting. We're going to talk more about that later. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And also this week, I got to admit, I got my guillotine article published, and I got to say, I'm very happy with it. Everyone should check it out at playerprofiler.com. You can also see the link on my Twitter, so check it out again, once again, at RMK And I think it's very important, everyone try one of these out. There's still time. Football is coming. It's almost here, but we've got a week. So go get in one. And as I mentioned before, Paul Charchin, good fantasy dude, he has his own site, theguillotineleague.com. And go check it out, guillotineleagues.com, get in a league. I'm in the inaugural one, which is very much a fucking honor, I must say. And I'm hoping to win this, although I have had a little bit of bad luck. So <laughs> really just Darius guys. Yeah. He's haunting me in a few leagues this year. I assure you, that jackass. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. We got a little bit of news about someone we were talking about in the last pod. Mr. Uncle Lenny. Mr. Uncle Leonard Fournette. Leo. Well, he's made his decision, cleared the fucking waivers. Nobody would... And there was interest from a few teams, one in particular that raises some eyebrows, but Leonard Fournette ended up going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now some would say Super Bowl bound because it's an all-star team and those don't seem to work out in football, if you haven't noticed. Some would say, is Ronald Jones in trouble? Rojo, no, no. He's not in trouble at all. No, no. I, some people are worried. Others feel like it's no big deal. What about Keyshawn Vaughn? Is this a depth move because they're not happy with Keyshawn Vaughn? Or Dari? Ogunbowale? Shady? McCoy is still there? Bruce Arians came out and said he's going to have a role? I mean, why is there five guys? But... Could they possibly be hoping Fournette is the guy? Some are saying, you know, Arian's really likes to have two backs, and uh, you know, if they're really happy with Dari as the special teams captain, and maybe in a third down role, then is he talking about two more backs? Two more backs? So it'll be it'll be tough to see how this plays out. I know I was one of the ones that thought we'd see more from Keyshawn Vaughn, but they signed Shady McCoy. That's a little worrisome, but you figure "Ah, he might not even make the team. And then they add Leonard Fournette. And people need to quit sleeping on him. I mean, maybe there's a little concern for Rojo. Maybe there's not. But either way, this one-year deal is it for Fournette, and there's a very good chance... He's somewhere else next year. It very much feels like the Bucks are all in for the Super Bowl. They got Tom Brady. He's only got a year or two left, despite what he may think. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tom Brady goes for 10 more fucking years. Point being, this is a win-right-the-fuck-now team. And if so, if Leonard Fournette turns out to be the better option because there is incentives in that contract, I believe, if that turns out to be the better option, they're going to roll with him because they're trying to fucking win this year. But that could mean Rojo's okay for next year and maybe Keyshawn Vaughn. Because when it comes down to it, you look at all these guys, if they love Dare, they're not going to cut him. I'd be very surprised if they cut Keyshawn Vaughn. They're third-round rookie, and I'd be very surprised if they cut Ronald Jones, someone they have hyped up a good amount. So it has to be shady, even though Bruce Arians came out yesterday and said he'll have a role. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how it plays out, but I don't think they would have brought Fournette in just for some depth role. I mean, there's a reminder. He finished seventh in PPR last year. People can point to the yards per carry. Yes, I get it. I often point to that, but I, I, in this situation, you have to look deeper because of how I, look, look, look closer, look closer. Fifth in defenders in the box. He faced fifth most defenders in the box, box, sixth most stacked fronts. And yet he had the sixth most, most rushing yards. He also had the fifth fifth most received I just can't say the TH words for fucking some reason right now. <laughs> fifth most receiving yards for running backs. So overall, how do you not like Uncle Lenny? I mean, I'm not a huge fan, I've never been a huge fan of Fournette. But you can't deny what he did last year against the defenses he faced. And in this situation, I feel there's a very good chance he takes the lead. And I think, you know, Shady's gonna be the odd man out. <clears throat> we'll see what happens with Rojo. We'll see what happens with Keyshawn Vaughn. But both them dudes may have to impress. Who knows? Who knows? But I really do feel like this is more, you know, like Rojo and Keyshawn Vaughn, they're safe. And they're gonna be around. This is literally, hey, we're trying to win the Super Bowl this fucking year, and Fournette is an upgrade. Because he is. I'm sorry, he is. Again, I'm not even a Lenny fan, okay? I've never been huge on Fournette. But I think there's a little too much hate on him from some people. And I do think there's a reason he's there. (laughs) And it's not for depth, But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And I think Leonard Fournette coming from Jacksonville, where we've heard a lot of bad stuff about. I think we could see him be very appreciative to be working with Mr. Bruce Arians and working alongside Mr. Tom Brady. I mean, they're going to have such a loaded offense. He's going to be winning. He's probably going to be happy. We might see the best of Leonard Fournette yet, actually. Breaking fucking news. God damn it. In the middle of recording, you get news. It screws up the whole whole show. I, I know a lot of people are excited about it. Like, breaking news in general. But we, had some, we have some shit going down this morning. Alright, alright. Full transparency. I'm not even going to try and play, you guys. I've mentioned before, quite often, I record my pods the night before the day I release them. So, I <laughs> I done recorded this shit last night, see? But then I wake up to Dare Ogamanwale and Adrian Peterson news that I cannot just just simply forget about. And oddly enough, I normally get my podcast completely ready to go, uploaded on Captivate, edited, all my stuff's written out, and then I get it published. So normally, it's, I wake up and... It's it's scheduled for publishing, in the morning, right? Last night I did not. Last night I did not. So it just so happens that I am able to insert some thoughts. So no, not really breaking news. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I had to get into it because why? Why? Because a fucking my wallet. Because he he was cut. And I just got the ducking a on the pod. If anybody's out, it's probably Shady. Now, why they would cut someone they supposedly really like, special teams captain, etc., over a washed-up fucking Shady McCoy, I have no idea why they'd do that. But they did. Some say there's hope he latches on somewhere else, but I don't know, man. If Devontae Freeman can't get no love, now I know he looked a little cooked, but come on. I don't know. I don't, just don't know. Dare might be done, but let's, let's see. If you're in Dynasty, don't just fucking drop him yet. Then we move on to Adrian Peterson. I've been saying. <laughs> I thought he was done before the Geist news. And then I did, you know, everything happened with guys And I thought, okay, maybe they'll keep Peterson around. But then the news came out about they may... That Bryce Love may not be a roster cut, and I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. How would they, who in their right mind is gonna keep old ass Adrian Peterson over Bryce Love, who's still on a rookie deal and has potential? And it looks like they made the right decision, they went the right on the right path, they got rid of Adrian Peterson, which you know. Good for him for lasting so long, but his time is done. It really is. And now we see what we have in the Bryce Love and Antonio Gibson combination. And, of course, you have Peyton Barber there. Let's not forget about him because it, it seems as though Ron Rivera seems to like him. And Bruce Arians liked him enough last year, so I guess you can't forget about him. And then J.D. McKissick. So, now wait a minute. Do they still have, they, they, did, they cut Peyton Barber, did they? Oh, good God, now we gotta look to, to see. This is what happens, this is what happens. No, he still plays with it. <laughs> uh, so, don't forget about him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's cut as well. Or J.D. McKissick. Are they really gonna carry four guys? But I think the two to target, Bryce Love? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and obviously Antonio Gibson. And I kind of like Bryce Love because he's going later. Nothing against Antonio Gibson, but people are really high on him. And maybe he turns out to be the man. I do like the potential there. But also, what if it's not this year? Because they're trying to see what they have in Bryce Love too. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how that works. But no more Adrian Peterson clears the way for these younger guys. So, I say that's good news. No offense, Mr. Peterson. You had a long run it's very, very impressive you hung on as long as you did. I know you need some cash. <laughs> Maybe somebody. Hey, Patriots might be out there looking for depth. Maybe they'd take you and uh, get rid of Mr. Lamer, Lamer Miller. Sorry, I shouldn't be so mean. <laughs> Lamar Miller. <sighs> I just... Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no Lamar Miller for me. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> so, Yes. That's the newest of the news that happened this morning. And thankfully I did not prepare all of my podcasts as I normally do last night, and it was open and available to edit and insert my thoughts on this news this morning. Because sometimes that shit happens. I should probably wait from now on, just in case this happens again. Especially considering what's going on. Because football's fucking got it. Anyway, that's all I have. That's what I got for you for the update, for adding in, because people are going to listen to this, and they're going to say, what the hell is he talking about? And then I just have to insert this part. So, yep, yep, there you go. News of the day. No more Adrian Peterson. No more Dore Ogunawale. speaking of the other teams or really the main team the big one that others heard of that was interested in Leo and that was the New England Patriots and as a as a Damian Harris fan I was quite enjoying how the offseason was going for said Mr Harris because he was making waves in camp Sony Michelle was missing, and then he came back off the pub list, and from what I hear, he was a bit heavy. Yes. But now Damian Harris has injured his fucking he- his pinky, I believe, and he may not play week one. So, fuck. <laughs> but on the other hand. You gotta be happy that Fournette didn't go to the Patriots. If you're a Damon Harris fan, that is. I know Toronto I Jones fans out there would probably much prefer that Fournette ended up in New England, but uh, as I much prefer Damien Harris, I'm glad Fournette went where he did. And I think it's good for Fournette and fantasy, because he might have just been in the jumble. Although he could have been, as some had pointed out on Twitter, had he ended up in New England, maybe the new Legarrett Blunt, maybe just touchdown machine? Who knows? But he's in Tampa Bay. Damian Harris still has his shot. It's just a goddamn shame he hurt his fucking hand right before the start of the season. Oh. Ah. Ah. <sighs> No! I know! Oh, anyway. Something else with New England. Mohammed Sanu was released. Pretty crazy. They gave up a second-round pick for him last year, and he's not even going to make the team this year. That seems very un-New England. They normally win those kinds of trades. They normally get what they want out of them. So it's a very interesting that... Uh, That's what's going on. But, once again, you try and spin it, look at it, say, where's the positive? Well, if you're a Nikhil Harry fan, you've got to feel pretty good with him then, right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I feel pretty good with Nikhil Harry myself At at the moment. At the moment. We'll see. We'll see. Things change so quickly, but I rather do enjoy me some Nikhil Harry, and I really think I really think he could uh, make some noise this year. I think people were too damn down on him after last season. Not every top wide receiver breaks out their first year and and really it is tough because a lot of first-round receivers just don't they are that for some reason those first-round receivers can be very bustable but but i believe in Nikhil Harry, and i think he's going to be fine and i think Cam's got his number one dude speaking of Cam he has officially been named the starter I, can you believe it Cam Newton is officially the starter for the Patriots. Let's see. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It, it, it is good. It is good. Yeah, it, it's fucking awesome. Very, very cool. But we also have a couple other quarterbacks who have been named starters. So let's go ahead and look into that shit. Who is it? Dwayne Haskins has been named the starter of the. Washington Foreskins, or Washington Football Team if you prefer, and who else? Tyrod Taylor has been named to start for the Chargers. So we'll see how long Tyrod lasts, and I like Tyrod okay, but you know at some point, them Chargers, they're going to want to see Justin Herbert on the field. You know it. It's inevitable. Just inevitable. Got some wide receiver news. Ty Williams, Ty Williams, he's on I oh, R. He's gonna miss the year, and you know what? That's a bummer. I really like Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams, blah blah blah. Goodness, goodness, gracious! Yeah, jackass. I know I have been just ter- my tongue's been all sorts of twisted up this pod. I don't know what the fu- anyway. Moving on, Tyrell Williams on I R. while it's a bummer because I do like Tyrell. This is just just means wheels up as folks say for fucking Brian Edwards as if people weren't already expecting this but this is without a doubt now the Brian Edwards show for Las Vegas now now that being said do not forget about Hunter Renfro do not forget about Renfro <clears throat> just saying In other wide receiver news, Josh Gordon. Well, he's back to Seattle on a one-year deal. Meh. (laughs) If anything, this just uh, takes a slight amount of targets away from potentially, you know, tight ends and Lockett and Metcalf. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) And will the Seahawks throw more? Who knows? Probably not, because they love to run the ball so much. So can they really support three receivers? I mean, Josh Gordon in himself is probably... Uh, nope, nope. Not interested. But I am interested in how much he's used. Because that will affect, could affect, I should say, Lockett and Metcalf. But pay attention. Pay attention. Little bit of running back news, right? Joe Mixon gets his fucking contract. I hope his migraines have fucking gone away now. Now that he's got that money, money. I hope the head's feeling better. And looks like he's good to go for the next few years as the Bengals RB. I know the contract's four. I know! He ain't gonna last four. Watch. They just don't. Running backs just don't. Sorry. Sorry. It's not going to happen. He's not going to be there all four years. Just saying. And, But for right now, this is great. Mixon's good to go. He's got his money. Hopefully his migraines disappear now. And the Bengals, they're good to go and they got a fucking awesome young running back to pair with their rookie quarterback. And their young receivers. And, you know, A.J. Green's still hanging around. We know. We know. But it's a good move. It's a good move for both sides. Both sides. Uh, you know me. I wouldn't give him no fucking four years. <laughs> I wouldn't mind paying it back. Although Joe Mixon is a little bit is, I think, is he younger. I think he might be young. Oh, I have to look it up. I will to And you know we mentioned, we, I, I mentioned, <laughs> uh, I mentioned. The quarterbacks that were named started, we're still looking for one, right? We're still looking for one. In Chicago, the Bears, the Bears, da Bears, the Bears, they are still deciding between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. So we'll see what happens. supposed to announce it next week. So the week right before they start playing, <laughs> they're such a mess. And Joe Mixon, by the way, twenty four years old, so still, pretty young, but I still think it's gotta be fools with the contract they took on. I mean, it's just Mitch Trubisky is just sorry, Mitchell. I I'm sure you're a fine individual. But quarterback wise you're Mr. Biscuit 2.0. Okay. I mean (laughs) Oh yeah, I know, I know. I know. You suck. Fucking know. (laughs) You are Blake Bortles 2.0 My friend. That's that's how that should have gone. Yeah. My goodness. So in Chicago. I fully expect next week to hear Nick Foles is our starter, starter of the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Game over, man. Game over. That is right. We approach the end of the pod. But before we do, before we do, I just wanted to go through a few reminders about drafting. Because coming up, is, well, it's a big weekend for drafting, right? Now, me usually, I've normally got most of my drafting done by this time. I may get into another 102, to be honest with you, by weekend. Then. But this is usually the big time for everybody to finish up their drafting because this season, again, as I've mentioned, is rapidly approaching. It's a week, less than a week. Just think, next, ne- next week, I'm going to be able to preview Thursday night football. It's here. It's getting here. Football is near. Football is near. So anyway, just some reminders as far as how I view things and the, the what I look for and look at when it comes to drafting, okay? How I go about things. And again, all up to you. Just my suggestions because, you know... I done some winning. I just put the additives of it. So, my main thing when I'm drafting is I want to get my starters right. You want to get that core group, and this is for me in redraft or dynasty. Now you can really approach that any way you want to. As far as if you if you'd like to go zero RB, you can M- me. I prefer a modified version of 0RB. And other people like the robust RB. Or you can just draft whatever the hell you want. But me, I kind of like the modified RB where I kind of sneak a QB or a tight end there somewhere in the first four or five rounds. Because that's one of my other rules is don't be afraid to get a quarterback or a tight end early. Now it's got to be one of the top ones. Like tight end. If you're sitting there third round, Kittle's still on the board, and you're not seeing a running back or a receiver, or, for that matter, a quarterback, that you're particularly in love with, grab you some Kittle. That's an advantage at the position. Conversely, if there's no Kittle on the board and you don't see anything at tight end, but, oh, holy shit, Deshaun Watson's there, maybe grab him. There's nothing wrong with going early particularly if you're not seeing anything you like. Now, I've seen Patrick Mahomes in redraft leagues still go in the first round, and no thank you. Quarterback in the first round, But I do think it's okay. Rounds three through five, if you want to grab your quarterback then, that's okay, because that's where you got to get one if you want one of the top ones with that rushing upside that we've talked about before, because that's what you want, particularly in dynasty. Now, in redrafts, I can see getting away... With waiting to get a Matthew Stafford, maybe even a Phillip Rivers really late. Just hoping you, you know, grab a couple of like Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, and hope one of them plays well enough. Which I do like Sam Darnold this year, to be honest. But there's so many ways to go about it. Don't be scared to take QB or tight end early. Don't necessarily plan on it. But I've been there. Third, fourth round. Man, the running backs and wide receivers I like I can get next, next round, next couple of rounds. I don't. I get, there's no need to take him here. There's no need to reach. What should I do? Well, what do the quarterbacks and tight ends look like? And there you go. <clears throat> so, in redraft again. You can be a little more lenient with the quarterback. It's still a good idea to go after the tight end. But, again, in redraft, you can kind of play that a little bit differently. But I still believe, regardless, you need to make sure you get that solid core. If you're going to go quarterback or tight end late, at least make sure it's someone consistent like a Matthew Stafford. I mean, you know, unless he gets hurt. But that's, you know, that's what you want to do. And then when it comes to your bench, boom. Boom, that's when you shoot upside. Upside, 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 upside. Particularly in dynasty, you really want to aim young, right? Because you want that youth. And those guys that hit and are good that you can count on. You build up a team of youth. You build up a team that can last, my friend. So that is my biggest suggestion, is you get your core team together, your starters, and as you're doing that, you look towards the upside that you get in later rounds as your bench spot, and then, you know, as particularly in redraft, how many times have I said particularly? I might have smoked a little bit too much marijuana. Well, you see, anniversary gift, my wife and I, coming up on our 6 year anniversary, I got her a gift. Well, I got her a few different things, but one, uh, the p- one part of her gift, I let her open early. Because really, it's kind of for both of us. And, it is a dab rig, and so we finally, it's a little one. It's not a bit, it's no big deal. It's cheap little, it's it's not even glass. It's uh, the which I can't even fucking remember the tier, material. I'm having a brain fart on that anyway. So. We were able to dab for the first time, and I, so I'm gonna blame that for all of my failures on the podcast today. <laughs> I will blame the being brand new to dabbing. Yes, that's what I'm that's what I'm that's it. Is he having a laugh? I am having a laugh, <laughs> anyway. So, overall. Make sure you get that solid core. You want production, consistency, dependability. And then upside on the bench. Aim young in dynasty. and In redrafts, really, you want upside on the bench, but you really want a lot of consistency throughout your team. Even guys with upside, they don't have to be just random flyers. They can be guys that have consistent value but it could be much higher right don't be afraid to get the quarterback tied in early don't be afraid of those late round running backs or wide receivers if you do it right you can grab the right ones team situations player profilers things like that can help guide you target quarterbacks with the rushing upside, all of this stuff. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing I've found, and this is really very applicable to life too, is be flexible. You can walk into the draft, have a great idea of what you want to do, a bit of a strategy, but you have to realize very quickly that you might need to alter that strategy. You might need to be flexible enough to change things up as you go because you don't know how the draft is going to play out. I had a draft recently. Was it the player profile one? But, it, you know, I was thinking, man, i would do modified zero RB again. And then, nope. I picked at five. I couldn't pass up an RB there. It came back to my second pick, and some, these, these people left Aaron Jones sitting there for me. And I could not pass him up. So somehow, I'm sitting here going, well, fuck, I'm going ro- robust RB, it seems which I didn't. I then pivoted away from running back. But I'm very happy with my team. But it was very much against my normal strategy, my normal way of doing things. But you have to be able to adapt like that. So most important with any draft, be flexible. All right. All right. All right. right. That's what I got for you, Mad Caps, today. That's what I got. We're going to close up shop. It's a three-day weekend. So I hope you have a wonderful one. But please, people, madcaps, if you're going to do some celebrating shit for the holiday because people get crazy on Labor Day, okay? If you're going to do anything, just do it safe. Do it with less people. Please, come the fuck out. Please. Me? I'll be inside doing some writing. Watching some fucking hockey and basketball playoffs. Yes. Go Nuggets. Better rebound. (laughs) Go Avalanche. We're going to take it tonight. Game 7. I hope. But that's, that's what I got going on. And like I say, it's been fucking hot. Although we did have some rainy days. It was nice to get the rainy days. And I hope we get some more rainy days. I need the more rainy days. We need the more rainy days. This climate change shit. Ain't no joke. People don't realize. Like... If, if people didn't see that Australia was on fire and realize, hey, and Australia's not normally that on fire. Same thing with California. You got poles melting, ice melting. The fucking a gl- part of Canada's glacier shelf, the mill on the ice shelf, fucking fell off. Like forty some percent of this thing is broke off. Cause the planet's getting too fucking hot. It's a good reason. A big reason why Tropical Storm Laura became Hurricane Laura, right? Just crazy shit. If you want to hear me rant more <laughs> about crazy stuff like that and politics and our idiot president and things along those lines, by all means check out my other podcast, Miscellaneous Debris, wherever you find this one. And don't forget, once again, to follow me on the Twitters and the Gram at rmkmadness. And I will leave you there for now. Thank you. Thank you all, once again, for listening, for joining me. It's much appreciated. As always, much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. A ta-ta for now. Laters. Welcome to the show the man shattered